Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. So who is going to captain Scotland tonight in the match against Poland? Is it going to be Grant Hanley? What about Kieran Tierney? Callum McGregor? Or maybe Aston Villa's John McGinn in the studio tonight? Kilmarnock's Stephen McGinn. Stephen, welcome to the programme for the first time. You're off to Hamden at seven tonight, looking forward to it. Is your brother going to captain Scotland? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, love to see him walk out of the armband again, but... Um, if he is and if it's decided then I'll be out here as quick as I can to see him <laughs> Brilliant to see you here in the studio along with the broadcasting legend Mark Guidi Mark we're up for it we, know we would have been at the Radisson Red tonight yep. we've said that so many times and, and we understand why we're not but Poland this is an important game for us because we need to keep that momentum going six wins in a row Yeah there's a feel good factor about Scotland just now Paul and we want to keep that going and Poland you know, they've got plenty to play for tonight. Players are playing for their place. They are playing either the Czech Republic or Sweden next week in the playoff for the World Cup finals in Qatar. So they will certainly have plenty uh, going on. But for Scotland, I'm interested to see Steve Clark's uh, team lineup. But yes, it's a friendly on paper tonight. But for the Scotland players, the next four or five days is very important. We'll talk about how Scotland will line up probably tonight. We won't get the team news. Probably get it before the end of the programme. And Scotland fans, I was in town earlier, Stephen. Great atmosphere, George Square. They're there with the kilts and, you know, they come from all parts, as you know. Brilliant day for the match, isn't it? Yes, brilliant night for it. And uh, as Mark said, it's a real feel-good factor. Um, we've not had been blessed in the last few years. We sometimes turn up for these friendlies and... There's a bit of trepidation going to it and oh here we go again another Scotland defeat but there's, there's that, that buzz a, a good good side in Poland that we can take another scalp How proud are you of your brother helping to take us to the Euros and now you know on the verge of the World Cup as well? Yeah always I mean he set the bar so high um, some of the things you do you, you almost until you take a step back you realise what he's doing um, yeah and, and so proud of him but I also know that he feels a wee bit disappointed in the summer we had at the Euros and um he wants to put that right by getting us back to another major tournament and really making a mark on it. Will you give us a few secrets about him tonight? Come on, maybe Mark will maybe get that out of you as well. James is asking John's you. John's not very private. I mean, is sometimes you listen to his interviews and you're thinking, right, John, that's plenty. Because <laughs> you're the big brother, so you tell him, keep him in check. And of course, uh, your sister also, because Paul obviously at Hebs has played for Scotland. You've played under 21 for Scotland. John, uh, who's in contention to be captain tonight and doing so well at Aston Villa. But Katie as well is represented, uh, she's a, a netball star. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sport runs in the family and yeah. uh, really sporty fa- uh, parents, so something we were always encouraged to do. And yeah, proud of them equally in all different ways. And um, as you say, as a family, we'll be there tonight, hopefully to walk John, uh, see John walk out as captain of the country. Do you get nervous for him, even though you're playing every week or whatever, when you see him playing in a big game for Scotland? I actually don't, to be honest. No. Um I've always, I've always had this belief. I don't know if it's just a big brother thing, a bias thing, but 
he's, he's a big game player, John. And yeah. the bigger the game, the, the better. Sometimes, sometimes maybe not so big a game and you can see him first 10, 15 minutes not start as well. The nerves kick in then, but some of his real big games in his career, you just pride at how well he performs. How's he enjoying life under Steven Gerrard? Yeah, I mean, it's been really up and down since he came in. Um, new managers came in and really really pushed him and asked different things from him, different formation from from what he used to, from Dean Smith. And I know he's, he's really enjoying the challenge and probably a bit frustrated with how up and down some of the results have been, but also at the same time, um, they know the standards that Stephen Gerrard's came in and demanded and, and they want to match them. Scotland fans, give us a call 08 08 17 17 700 if you can. It depends when your day started. A lot of young ones going tonight as well. Yeah. Mark, there have been some deals and £10 from every ticket going to the UNICEF appeal. Yeah, but I saw you and McGregor on the telly yesterday, you know, just uh, congratulating uh, the SFA and the Scotland squad and the Tartan Army um, for, for doing that. You know, he said that, you know, if you're looking at anything upwards of, of £350,000, a lot can be done. Uh, with that money so it's um, it's fantastic and um, also we, we don't forget why the game's against Poland tonight the circumstances of you know it's not against Ukraine and um, that's obviously sad the situation that's going on over there but for the football tonight um, you want to see a Scotland victory it'll be a strong starting 11 really good options for the manager and you know you look through the team following the squad now uh, and that's no counting Andy Robertson who we know won't be playing um, tonight but perhaps in the starting 11 we could have four players worth more than 50 million quid in the transfer market. Four individual players okay. worth more than 50 million quid. Off the top of my head, Kieran Tierney, John McGinn, um, Scott McTominay, Scott McTominay, Che Adams, Billy Gilmer, Cal McGregor. I'm not saying they're all 50 million pound mm -hmm. players, but perhaps you're, you're, Tierney's the biggest one. I think he's probably a 70 million quid player in the current market. John McGinn, probably closer to 60. And then you're looking at other guys. So when you look at the level of player that we have operating, at the highest level um, of European football then we've, we've got Billy Gilmer who's at Chelsea and Lonnie Norris Callum McGregor played you know dozens and dozens of Champions League games you, you've got Ryan Jack who's come back into the fold at Rangers who's probably the, the next captain of Rangers um, Nathan Patterson different ones so Che Adams as well scoring goals regularly for um, for Southampton mm -hmm. we, we've got a really good a really good team a team to be proud of and a team that certainly we don't know when it's going to be but it's a team that can get us to the World Cup. And on top of that, as, as Stephen knows, being at Kilmarnock now and listening to all the tales from, from there, from three or four years ago, we've got a top, top manager. We are very, very lucky to have Steve Clark. He has some reputation now, hasn't he? When you think about it, Kelly, we're talking about it last night with Davy Proven and Barry Ferguson. And you think just three years ago, your side were third in the Premiership and uh, let's hope that's where you're coming back to a big game this weekend we'll speak with you about it Stephen McGinn uh, for the match with Partick Thistle and what's happened to the Jags in the last week it's been a disastrous week hasn't it two uh, really heavy defeats right what do you think 0808 17 17 700 Stephen McGinn of Kilmarnock is here Mark Guidi Paul Cooney the Go Radio Football Show some of the other headlines tonight Jermaine Defoe is retiring it's definite and he says that his title win last summer was the highlight of his career, Rangers title win. Other headlines tonight, uh, Celtic accept the offer of 700 tickets for the game uh, with Rangers and Ibrox a week on Sunday. Uh, Japan have secured a place at the Qatar World Cup. Gareth Bale says Aaron Ramsey joining Rangers is a big plus for the Welsh national team. Of course, that's a, that's a huge game tonight, John. Um, I was going to say, well, you have one eye on it, but you're going to go to the game. Mark, you'll be watching a bit of both tonight because yeah. we'll be, you know, we'll be running the rule over uh, Wales and Austria because we'll play one of them next week. 
Yeah, uh, we'll play one in a friendly and then hopefully we're playing the other one yeah. uh, in a competitive game for the right to get to, to the World Cup, whether that's going to be in June or whether that's going to be in September. Um, we don't know yet, um, Paul, but yeah, that's certainly an interesting game uh, down in Cardiff. I think it's been like four years since Wales have, have lost a competitive mm. game at home and a, and, a, and a fancy Robert Page's team to, to get through. Stephen, would you agree? Wales or Austria tonight? Who do you think? Yeah, I think it'll be Wales also, mm. but... Yeah. Um, and I've obviously spoke to spoke to John about it, and obviously you don't want to disrespect uh, Ukraine, but both offer up different uh, propositions. Obviously, you know you get me Austria. Mm. It's, it's a country we went to recently and, and won, and also Wales would be set up to be the biggest game of probably a lot of the players' lives, um, mm. Battle of Britain, and to get to a World Cup. So, um, yes, yeah, really intriguing game and in, in offer tonight. We've got a good uh, record against them. Mark, haven't we? When you go back yeah. in time, you know, Kenny yeah, Douglas will never forget one, it, yeah. for example. Anfield, yeah. 77. Yeah. Um, the night Jock Steen passed away at Cardiff course, in 85. Uh, yep. Davy Cooper's um, penalty kick. Yep. So, um, yeah, we've got we've got a good record against it. And I think it'd be, it'd be box office. If it ends up being Wales v Scotland for the right to be at Qatar in the World Cup, it's, it's absolute box office. Who's going to start left back tonight? We're going to speak to you both about that. What do you think? Uh, Josh Doig is ignoring Hibs transfer exit speculation. And here he is. He's coming back. He More comebacks than Frank Sinatra. Dick Advocat is expected to take over at Utrecht. His 25th management job. Must be a record. <laughs> yeah. For, I, I remember, we, 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 I was privileged enough to write um, Arthur Newman's... Um, yeah. Uh, book with him and it was the summer of 2006 and Dick was the manager hold it a second very excellent publication still available <laughs> in all good bookstores and or, online or yeah. and Blue I think it was called um, and we uh, and we met Dick to do the forward he was I don't know if he was manager of South Korea or something whatever it was and he was going to the Australia maybe he was going to the, the World Cup but he came to, to Glasgow to prep ahead of the finals in Germany and we met him and he said to Arthur he said I've got one more club job lined up after the World Cup he says then I'll retire in three years time of course we didn't know at the time that job was then at St Petersburg we yep, wanted to win of course. the 2008. Cup 2008 yep. and here he is <laughs> <laughs> what's that for 14, 15, 16 years old and I think he's had 12, 14 uh, jobs in that, in, in that period so look good luck to him he just won the you know, um, he's obviously still revered in Holland he's still got excellent credentials an excellent reputation and uh, if he takes over at, at, at uh at Utrecht I've not looked at his CV recently but maybe managed there before maybe not the first time that he's taken over um, yep. at Utrecht but uh, but good luck to him I like we Dick he's, he's, he's great and what a, what a coach he was for Rangers but you wish you were his agent yeah he must have been a few <laughs> a few quid oh, in there a few euros a, you think yep. Holland Belgium Zenit Sunderland yeah, yeah that's kept, right kept, I'm sure he managed Jermaine Defoe at Sunderland yeah, actually yeah. Um, and kept him up remember that brilliant result as well of course uh, to, yeah. to keep them up. I remember going to a training camp at St Mirren and it was only 18 or 19 and he had Zenit there uh, in Marbella and Gianfranco Zola was the West Ham manager and Dick Adver so it was, as a young player you're going Zenit's Zenit, St. Peterburg and there's yeah. Zola yeah. and look at Zola he's taking part in the five sides and that feels so long ago <laughs> and you're saying that was his last job Jermaine <laughs> oh. Defoe 305 career goals 764 matches 20 goals for England from 57 appearances and Stephen McGinn you played against him what was he like where, where were you playing? Oh, I played against Rangers um, for St Mirren. Um, obviously, player you watch as you grow up, he's got that kind of superstar feel to him, and mm. you want to go and test yourself against. Um, the biggest thing I, I feel, I mean, having played in England, there's always this kind of derogatory look towards mm. England, uh, towards Scotland. 
And I quite like that he says that that's the biggest achievement he's had in his yeah. career because yeah. he he played for a club that they kind of call in their top, their big six. Mm. I think it blew him away, the size of Rangers. Mm. I think it blew him away everything about up here. And I loved that as because I know the scepticism towards sure. it up here. And, and I hate how they just, some of them just, not all of them, some of them can't really embrace it, some like Jermaine did. And, and I quite like that. They thought, no, do you know what? Everything I've achieved, so many goals in the Penguins Premiership, England caps, but my biggest achievement was winning the Scottish League. Rangers fans, what do you think? What do you want to say about Jermaine Defoe? Finally, finally retiring today. Is he 40? He must be. Must yeah, be, isn't he? Right, yeah. He 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And we're on the socials as well. I think some Kilmarnock fans are on as well. Stephen, you've enjoyed the career. You look uh, in great shape. Crucial time of the season. And hopefully you'll be back in the Premiership next season. Yeah, well, that was the plan when I signed, um, signed the summer. Um, it's obviously come down to a huge last... We probably drew a line in the sand a couple of weeks ago and said, right, big 10 to go now. So we're in good form, we're feeling good about ourselves, but we respect the fact that we've got a real uh, challenge in our hands, you know. I broke have only lost four games out of 30, so mm-hmm. we, we, we know they're a right good side and we totally respect them and, and we know that they're not going to lose many games between now and the end of the season. So we're going to have to do our job properly and um, hopefully we, we get what we came to achieve. That's going to be some game, isn't it? Second last game of the season, Rugby Park, and it's uh, our both coming to town. For you guys, maybe. I, I want it done by before then. Hopefully. Oh, good. I'd yeah. love to win the next four. And... Like it, yeah. <laughs> On a roll. Mark, what do you think? I think it's a great title race huh? and, yeah. and the race for the playoffs as well. Um, there's five teams, I think, in the mix. Obviously, one will be, one will be champions, then three will go into the, uh, into the playoffs. So, yeah, it, it's wide open. I do fancy Kelly to do it to get it over the line. I think it might it might go to the last day. Maybe not as comfortable as Stephen would like it to be, but um, I think in Derek McInnes and his backroom staff, they they know what they're doing. They've got a very experienced squad um, as well, but one or two youngsters in there, two but like Sir Stephen and and Chris Burke and boys like that. They'll they'll uh, make sure they through Rory McKenzie, different guys. So it's a good talented squad that you've got, and I think on paper. The greatest respect to the rest of them and our broth have been yep. brilliant a breath of fresh air and really livened that up for a part-time team to be where they are with a handful of games to go is quite incredible for Dick Campbell and his players but um, on paper Kilmarnock should be getting up and um, I don't know what like it is in the town now Steve, but I imagine there's a real mm. a real buzz a real you know sense of you know we're, we're, we're on the cusp or something Yeah you can notice that we, we've, out the last six games we've won five and drawn one so um, really starting to build momentum and you can't you can see the difference you can also see it is getting to the finishing line you can see the crowd starting to edge up and we know we're getting to real every game being a bit of a cup final mm. like even on Saturday you probably get in like, I kind of expected a broth to take care of their business as I do for, for most of the last game I respect them mm. as a good, I think they're a good side they've got a good manager good team so um, yeah we're going to have to keep chipping away and keep doing our business and um, as I said if it gets done before then then all good but if it goes to the last day then we need to be ready for it Six to go You'll get 56 points, Arbroath on 54 then, Inverness on 46, and then Partick Thistle on 45. So, yep, it's in your hands. It's absolutely brilliant. It's a great ground to, I used to love watching games there. The only thing is the plastic pitch. Yeah. Not a great fan of it. So, no. But it'd be great if they could change it for next season, for the Premiership, but I know it takes a bit of time. But Kilmarnock's a big club, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I covered Kilmarnock quite a lot when Steve Clark was there the year they finished. Mm-hmm. In third place, and I, and I think I've said a few times, you know, I loved watching them, and I, and I don't think they actually got the credit that they deserve for in terms of the entertainment they provide. You know, Steve Clark's got this reputation, though it's, you know, defensive first, and it can be a wee bit stuffy. But I remember that team when you Stephen O'Donnell going down the right hand mm-hmm. side, 
You had Greg Taylor going down the left-hand side. You had Jordan Jones. You had Chris Buck. Yeah. You, you had Chris Boyd. You had Alan Power and Gary Dicker were brilliant. They two just sat and just, you know, offered that... Um, Protection, but they, they were really, really entertaining. You know, Adorno and Taylor. Mm. You remember, they used yeah. to bomb forward, and it, it was first and foremost for me. It was, it was entertaining. It wasn't he stuffy. It was entertaining. O- over Max, over Max Man career, Man Kelly, quite a good game. Not much between the, the, the mm. teams that the previous years. All of a sudden, he came across a Steve Clark team, and genuinely, in my experience in my career, teams that are really well coached. Sometimes you feel like they've got an extra player. Mm. Now sometimes yep. you play Celtic Rangers or top teams you've played in secure. You feel like you've got an extra player just because they've got top players that are much better than you. We felt there wasn't a major gulf in terms of quality. Obviously good players much better they finished higher in the league but you always just felt like where are they getting extra? How is Stephen O'Donnell still free? Yeah. Yep. We've matched in and top coaches can do that to teams. Here is the top coach speaking about the momentum six wins in a row. I think it's a case of trying to pick up the momentum. I don't know if it's gone or not. Certainly if we were going into a a much more competitive game there would be a different feel to it it's a little bit relaxed it's a nice sunny day uh, the training's been low-key relaxed but it's n- the mood around the camp feels as positive as it did in November and hopefully the, the performance on the pitch will be just as positive as it was in November Who's going to be the captain? It's the answer of a canny airshireman I haven't decided yet I've got so many candidates Carl McGregor captain of Celtic Grant Hanley captain of Norwich Craig Gordon captain of Hearts I've got loads of captains that's fantastic I love it but you're not getting who's captain tomorrow <laughs> but tonight we'll make our predictions nothing can stop us and I think we will have the we'll have the team in the second hour of the programme 0808 17 17 700 just going through your calls coming in just now Mark often people say friendlies you know but tonight I think there will be a great atmosphere at, at yeah. Hamden because this is a huge year for us we could yeah. be at the World Cup yeah I think there will be quite a few Poland fans um, mm. in the stadium of course, yeah. um, as well you know they'll be They'll be well backed, uh, looking to go and see their team. We'll wait and see if Lewandowski plays or not. The kind of suggestion seems to be that he won't, but hopefully he'll take kind of some part um, in the game. But see, you can understand they have got one eye on on next midweek, which is their make or break ninety minutes. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see the Scotland lineup. I don't think he'll 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 go far off the the usual sort of back three. You know, kind of three four three, okay. three four. Will you give two, us it after one. the break? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you, what, you think, what, what I think, and also think. the the. The captain saying it, and what he just says there, you know, there's, he's got three captains um, in the team, um, and and the the, the natural leader um, Andy Robertson um, isn't available tonight, and then you've got guys like McTominay okay. and McGinn, you know, playing at the sharp end every week in England. Quick break, and then we're back. Stephen McGinn is in the house. His debut, good start, isn't it, Mark? For Stephen, he can come back after the break. He's getting there, yeah, he's getting there. <laughs> but for you, Mark. <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Thanks to Chris for the traffic and travel. Stephen McGinn is with us. The Kilmarnock and Scotland entered 21 international over the years. Brother of John and Paul who is with us. And Mark Guidi as well. 0808 17 17 700. How will Scotland line up tonight? I'll tell you the goalkeeper, Craig Gordon, this will be his 65th cap and uh, he says confidence is really high in this group. Yeah, we want to keep confidence high within the squad. The only way we're going to do that is by a good performance and hopefully a good result. So they're, they're going to be a couple of difficult games but we're we're capable of, of going in and, and winning them and that's what we're going to look to try and do. We can do that, we put ourselves in a, a good position for the, the next get-together. Potential debuts tonight. We asked the manager. He's, he is always a bit canny, isn't he? He's part of his uh, 
his champ. We've got used to it, haven't we, with Stephen yeah. Clark? At first, you thought, wait, well, doesn't give much away. No, but that, that's who he is, and I think he, he enjoys that as well. He enjoys keeping keeping the media guessing, keeping the fans in their toes, and I think <laughs> with the players as well, just not you know keeping one or two of them on their toes and really pushing it right towards the, the, the last minutes of the final training session. It does because I can use up to six substitutes, so seventeen players can be involved in the game. But we'll see how the game goes. Big Celtic fan on the line now. It's Reagan. Good evening, Reagan. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Yeah, it's great. It's good to see Stephen in, in the studio. Um, always yep. good to see Martin and to hear you as well. You'll be looking forward to tonight, but I think you want to ask Stephen a bit, first of all, uh, about Kilmarnock. I do want to ask Stephen. I want to ask him what it's like to, to play under Derek because obviously he's been, uh, be, be, uh, he's been under some great managers as well, such as uh, Jack, Ro- Jack Ross. So what is Derek like compared to Jack and obviously some, some managers... You know, that you've played under yeah um, the manager since, well firstly when he, when I heard he was getting a job I was really excited um, at my age and as you say I've been lucky to play under some some good managers and um, I don't mean I was surprised because I know Kilmarnock's such a big club but um, pleasantly surprised that, that he was going to take the job when he was appointed and he's not disappointed he's been everything I thought he would be he's um, been great with me and um Andy's assistance, I mean, he's made a real difference to us. No disrespect to where we were before, but it, you can tell why he's had Aberdeen right at the top of the game for, for such a long spell. And yeah, he's got he's got similar similarities to Jack and and how they go about their business are really um demanding, really in, on top of, of everything. And as I said, it's been a breath of fresh air since he came in. Regan, it was a big signal, was it, that Kilmarnock were determined to come back up because the season was so so for them and obviously Tommy Wright great record at St Johnson but they wanted to make that change oh, definitely Paul because I think Commander's a, a big club I've, I've been down there quite a few times um, and I think they deserve to be back in the, the top flight and to get Derek and it was such a big achievement because Derek was down at uh, Bristol City down in the, in the championship a couple of years ago mm-hmm. he got he, he obviously done well with Aberdeen going to back-to-back finals and they were unlucky to obviously lose to Brendan Rodgers Celtic but that's it's no disgrace as Stephen will know It's funny it's be careful what you wish for isn't it at football clubs you know they want look, look at Arsenal um, and then it was time for Wenger to go and it probably was but then they've almost gone into the wilderness they've come back this season and at Aberdeen he had them what top three all the way and they're now bo- yeah. bottom half of the table I know they could come back up yeah yeah, the, the job he did he'd had to be a hell of a manager to come in yeah. and, and top that um, but I think it's one of those appointments when they first get made it was like the changing room like any manager coming in you give your best and you want to do well for them but it was a bit of a statement it was a right let's get this job done this year um, we're going on a journey with, with Derek and, and Tony and Paul and are you going to be a part of it and We've all tried in the dressing room to rise to the challenge. It's a real team effort though, isn't it? With Tony Doherty, Paul Sheeran there, the three yeah. of them. I mean, I saw them round uh, Glasgow not much more than a year ago when they were still at Aberdeen and they were, hi, Paul, they were yeah. great form. It's a tight unit. It's great for Kilmarnock. It, is, it, was, it was a great appointment for Kilmarnock to, to, to go and get them. You know, the, the board realised that, you know, something had to be done. There was a shake-up required. There was a jolt uh, required and, and Derek provided that. And, you know, Derek's been... At the sharp end of management for, for more than a decade, you know, turned down Sunderland, turned down Rangers, you know, he knows his stuff and uh, he doesn't mess about. And Stephen said he's fair, but if yeah. you don't produce the goods, he's not having yeah. you, you know, you won't be there long. So there's a standard that he sets and he demands from his staff and from his squad 
and uh, so far they're, they're on course to go and win the title and that's what he was uh, put in, jo- in, the, in the job to do all credit to Billy Bowie and yeah. and Phyllis uh, McLeish as yeah. well and yeah. the board yeah. who you know they've obviously put some money on the table for the man and they've kept a premiership squad this season mm. So and that puts a lot yeah, of pressure yeah, on the manager of course Reagan's a, a big Scotland fan he's a Celtic fan as well but obviously Scotland for tonight um, wasn't it brilliant the other night with Stephen Reside on the on the programme and Stephen I called you a wee bit earlier I'll call again after the programme he's going to be doing the kilt walk he's got a um, podcast um, looking at the facilities disabled facilities right across Scotland he gave Kilmarnock a good mention but said it could be better yeah, he um, so uh, yeah I was really struck by it we've had great response to it Reagan have, you, have people talked to you about this as well Stephen was on and it was a great difference because like I said to you the other night when I went to the Scotland game a few a few a a few um a couple of games ago it was very hard for me to see because they blocked yeah. the advertising boards blocked the whole pitch so I think it's important that Stephen was on your station and he spoke, spoke and just made made people aware that uh, sometimes situations for disabled people need to be improved very much so. We're not going to let this one go. We are going to continue with the clubs. A lot of good people in football, of course there are. But I think there's an ignorance. We've all got an ignorance about yeah. it, Mark, because we're, uh, you know, it yeah. doesn't affect us. Yeah. But we need to. I mean, the idea of going to Hamden and then there's an advertising board or photographers in front of you. Come no. on. No, you should you not know. be disadvantaged. No, absolutely not. not be disadvantaged not. Um, in any way. Yep. You should be looked after properly. You should have the best of everything that's going. The same as any pain customer, yep. regardless of your circumstances, if yep. you had been there you've paid your ticket you want to go and support the team first and foremost it's been an absolute given that you're able to see the game Regan I've been doing my homework and uh, Stephen McGinn has played alongside Shea Adams as well we talked about Jermyn Defoe earlier actually it was Mark that reminded me Mark reminded me during the break Uh, what would you say about Shea Adams you know a few years ago we just didn't know about him for Scotland Um, what did you make of him where did you come up uh, Sheffield was it yeah I was at Sheffield United and uh, Nigel Clough brought him in from a team called Ilkeston, a local non-league team. Yep. And, uh, I'm not going to lie to you and say that I could see him. We definitely didn't know he was Scottish when he first came in. Doesn't sound very Scottish. <laughs> Still doesn't. <laughs> um, but the, they had qualities right away. You could see this boy. This isn't just a a, a non-league player coming in. It's got loads of levels to go. You could see right away he had that kind of natural that natural strength and. Uh, we eye for goal and a ton of speed that caught caught you. It really um, really stuck with me and obviously followed his career and he he's made such a uh, turned an opportunity Nigel gave him into a brilliant career and as I says now Scotland's number nine and couldn't be happier for him. Mark, is he going to? What do you think, Regan? You're still with us. What's your lineup tonight? Or well, we're obviously everyone wonders. Aaron Hickey unlucky. He's called up, you know, from Bologna to the main squad. Probably would have played tonight, but he's been poorly yesterday, so he's not yeah. going to play. Yeah. We know that Andy Robertson's out. So who do you reckon at the back? Huh? Sorry, Paul. I'm just wondering if you'll play Greg Taylor from known Greg Taylor at his time at Robbie Park as well. And obviously, Greg Taylor's been playing really well for Celtic. I've been on this program for months, Paul. And yeah. I've been a big. Uh, I've not been a fan of Greg Taylor, but I'm starting to. T- t- I'm starting to turn the other way now, but I, I think the last few months he's been really, really good. Well, that's a good shot, Mark. What yeah. do you make of it? Could oh, he play tonight? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Steve Clark knows him uh, very well. He was, he was part of that team that I, of that I watched a lot of times, yeah. and always said when he signed for Celtic, two million quid. 
I said that this is a good bit of business for Celtic. He's, he's able to go and play for. Listen, the th- the thing that that he was up against right from the start is, is any fullback was going to be you're going to be right away compared to Kieran Tierney, <laughs> which was very unfair because yeah. Kieran Tierney was a 25 million quid player, mm-hmm. and you're not going to replace like with like. It's impossible. So right away, whoever was going to fill in for Kieran Tierney was going to be up against it. But Greg, the thing I like about Greg Taylor, he said the mentality to overcome a bit of adversity. A number of Celtic fans question him he's not good enough for these years and we need better and you can understand that because he did have one or two sticky spells but he's shown a great mentality great perseverance Ange Postacoglu coming in as well showing faith in him and he is the number one left back at the club there's absolutely yeah. no doubt about that and he thoroughly deserves to be and he's only going to get better Paul because his, his confidence will get higher um, so yeah he's you know at two million quid another one was a great uh, piece of business Neil Lennon um, that signed him so uh, credits for that but to get back to the point yes I think that uh, I think Arn Hickey would have played tonight mm-hmm. now he could well have played it right back because he's just as strong as his right foot is and he's left um, but I think it's there's one or two positions that have now been dictated to for the manager because of uh, of injury and illness so I think I would go Craig Gordon in goals I'd go back three Kieran Tierney in the left Grant Hanley in the middle mm-hmm. and either Scott McTominay or Jack Henry as your right-sided player. Maybe I like McTominay at the back. Um, He's been mentioned a lot in the lead-up to it and you sometimes yeah. think, you know, you listen to what people are saying, but right, McTominay, you I would like go. McTominay. Yeah. Um, I think, as I say, Hickey would have played, but he's obviously not going in now. So yeah, probably go Greg Taylor and Nathan Patterson as your two wing-backs. Mm-hmm. I think John McGinn and Callum McGregor are certain starters. Mm-hmm. It's just whether the manager wants to go with Billy Gilmer or Ryan Jack. The Billy Gilmer's got more game time under his belt. But I do know that Steve Clark really likes Ryan Jack. Yeah. Really likes him. He's, a, he's an integral part of the of the team. So that's one that's I'm not so sure about. Um, Shea Adams definitely um, up front in his own. Then in behind it could be Ryan Christie or Jacob Brown. Um, maybe in yeah. behind um, the main striker. I think that's how they would go. Not not be too far off of that. Strong team. Yeah. Um... I, I don't know, by the way. Sure. Um, I haven't spoken to John. I know, we've tried to get it out of you, but I, don't think, I actually, <laughs> actually don't think you know. I, I haven't spoken to John yeah. about it. I, I probably agree with a lot of what Mark just said. Probably the same split decisions. The mm. only one I thought maybe it was not Jacob Brown or Christie. I thought he'd maybe go away. Armstrong beside yeah. John. What's it right. Club relationship sure. as well. And, and sorry, with G. Adams. With G. Adams. Yeah, yeah. just uh, I know uh, Southampton been on by wee sticky spell recently, yeah. but he's having another top season. It's been a great season for him, yeah. hasn't it? And for them, up until just the last few weeks. Yeah. yeah. Regan, do you like the sound of the team that Mark Guidi has put up there? He's just gone. So the line had gone there, Reagan's. <laughs> I should have seen that. that good? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's patched us. <laughs> um, listen, we'll know soon anyway. And the captaincy yeah. as well. Yeah, um, who's going to be the captain then? What do you think? I've probably been, maybe I'm going to be a bit biased because his, his brother's sitting in the studio, but yeah. for me, I, I would I would give it to well, Kieran Tierney or John McGinn. Okay. 0808 17 17 700 looking forward to the Scotland game tonight thanks for that call there also some Rangers fans coming on saying about Jermaine Defoe uh, and some of you saying Alex has been on saying he was brilliant loved to have seen him five six years before he was such a great pro he was still fit but obviously you can't you know late 30s by then and for a for a striker but it's been some career and he was a great he was great round the place as well that's what I hear Stephen that he was so professional and inspirational yeah, I heard that too. I uh, know a few of the Rangers boys um, round about that time and they looked up to him. But as I said earlier, he really bought into it. Um, he didn't come up here and think, right, 
quite a big club, nice facilities, nice stadium, play a few yeah. games, play, score a few goals. You really bought into it and I think that's why he's so popular and I think that's why I enjoyed it so much because I don't think you can come up to the goldfish bowl as we as we know it and, and not buy into it or, or you'll be quickly found out. Some news on Chelsea PA Press Association is saying that the Saudi media group is out of the running to buy Chelsea. But Mark, as you know, there's a there's a, a number of consortia who are in. We met, we heard about the Ricketts, we talked about that yeah. yesterday in US, a bit of controversy about them, we know, but Nick Candy um is in as well. So There's a few I think now what they're doing, they've 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 now got the shortlist and it's probably down to two and they'll really get, get right in about the, the, the bones of two in terms of you know future investment stadium investment um, and really do you know their due diligence so that they've informed two or three parties that they're no longer in the running for whatever reason so I think they're now down to the two and it will get into deep deep uh, detail so you could see the the new uh, owners I would imagine Paul Maybe in the next seven days, maximum next seven days. Because they can't waste any time, no. can they? I and mean, this would normally, no. you know, a two, three billion pound takeover would take longer normally, but they can't because they're yeah. not having revenue no. coming in for the club. And and it was, it's not fascinating. It's, uh, you know, the away games and stuff, their, their budget is set, so they can't stay, they can't just fly to you know, the places that they did. It really is five star for the elite clubs, isn't it, Stephen? It must be, it's kind of another world. Yeah, well, it's a wee bit. Not, not that they should be the total... I'm sure the boys are uh, got enough humility about them to, to travel up in the bus and stay in a sure. hotel. But there is yeah. a, probably a security issue with some of these boys now because with social media and the way the game's gone down there, the, the profiles of these boys are just through the roof. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I think from that side of it as well, they need to be careful. Are you on social media, Stephen? Do you do it? Yeah, Instagram, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when Twitter first became a thing, it was probably around my Sheffield United spell and... Uh-huh who were uh, not having the best of times we were near the bottom of League One so I decided against Twitter I thought maybe once after I finished football yeah go into that then Mark um, I mean because Barry for example he's, he doesn't do it because you know I think maybe if you've been a Rangers captain then you'd get so you know you get so much uh, yeah I mean I think social media is great and so it's not for me Paul I mean I don't I don't do it but it's mm. you know I think um, I could understand the benefits of, of engaging and, and letting know but unfortunately as we see time and time again uh, with with footballers and other people in the in the in the spotlight, um, there's 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 people in the public that that use it for the wrong reasons, and that's that's very very sad. Still in the headlines today in some of the papers, it's uh, Dave King offering to pay the three million pounds plus that Rangers uh, will get from the Sydney tournament and the cup if it comes. We'll talk about that in a moment or two. We talked about it last night with Barry and Davey. It's a huge amount of money, but um, it looks at the moment. It's still on, but more to come. Scotland coming up. We'll hear again from Craig Gordon shortly and more from Stevie Clark. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Thanks, Chris. All roads lead to Hamden. As you mentioned, it's busy around the south side. And Chris has got... uh, a football top on, tell you more about that later in the programme. But let's go live. We're with Stephen McGinn of Kilmarnock heading for quite a run in the last six games. Top of the table and they play Partick Thistle this weekend, but just two points behind them are both. Mark Weedy's with us, Paul Cooney, and I'm delighted to say on the phone now, match commentator tonight, best in the business, is Rob McLean. Good evening, Rob. Hi, Paul. Hi, Mark. Hi, Stephen. 
Hey, Good evening. Rob, we were asking who's going to captain Scotland tonight. So do you think the manager gave a hint yesterday when he said, well, maybe Craig Gordon, maybe Grant Hanley, maybe Kieran Tierney. Um, and he missed out a few others. What do you reckon, Rob? Well, is John McGinn, uh, kid brother of the man in the <laughs> studios, is, he, is, is John not vice captain of Scotland? Um, and would he not step up if Andy Robertson wasn't around? That's, that's, I, th I thought that I don't know if it was official I've always just had that belief unless I just uh, been a biased big brother I've just gave him that title but I did think that <laughs> we made it up officially Rob what would you do you've seen yeah. so many games over the year what do you what do you reckon tonight yeah well I'd mean, I, I, I probably side with Stevie Clark in that I'm not sure it matters that much um, you know because there are so many contenders there are so many guys that captain their clubs uh, you know the, the ones he mentioned there Craig Gordon mm -hmm. Grant Hanley, you know, Kieran Tierney's a leader of men. Callum McGregor, obviously, is the captain of Celtic. Um, you know, I mean, John John McGinn is a is a leader. You know, so that, that's about five guys already. Uh, and I'm, you know, and they're they're going to lead on the pitch whether they're wearing the captain's armband or not. Mm. Uh, to be honest, so so I'm, I'm not sure it's I'm not sure it's a big deal. But but if if John is the vice captain in the squad, then I would have thought that's a kind of natural step up situation for him. Rob, if you say it, it'll happen, probably. How's it looking there? Obviously, it's uh, it's a great day today. What's the crowd going to be, do you reckon? Well, it was, I think, 35,000 uh, tickets sold as of Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. So maybe with a bit of luck, with a, with a prevailing wind, maybe, maybe for, you know, 40,000 tonight. And I, and I think when you, when you consider that £10 out of those ticket sales goes to the the, to support the UNICEF emergency appeal in Ukraine, then 40,000 times 10 quid would be a, a pretty decent contribution on a night, I think, when all our minds are, are drifting towards Ukraine and, and, you know, thinking of what might have been in terms of the game tonight. But, but I think thinking way beyond that as well and just thinking about, you know, what is happening in that country at the moment. It's pretty difficult on a night like this to, to take your mind off what is the, the big picture, I think? For sure, Rob. And actually, it's apt, though, that it's Poland, you know, a, a nation who have taken in so many people from Ukraine, so many children, yeah. women. I mean, Poland has been, I know it's right next to it, they've been amazing. The number they've taken, yeah. over a million, I think. Yeah, I think it's it, closer to two. Two million, indeed. Yeah. It is phenomenal, Rob. But here... I, I yeah, as well, Paul, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think Robert Lewandowski yeah. is an ambassador for UNICEF, I think, isn't he? So I, I think... I think he plays quite a, a, a central part uh, in, in all these things. He's very active. I, I saw a clip of video of him today. You know, I mean, he's not just an impressive guy when you see him uh, doing his work on the football field. Um, I think he's an impressive human being all around. And uh, that, that clip I saw of him today, it just, it, it just sort of firmed up in your head. That this is a, you know, forget the, foot, the football yeah. side of things. That's spectacular enough. But, but he, you know, he's some human being as well, I think. Do you think we might see him tonight? Yeah, I think I think we will. I mean, I think the I think the the their head coach uh, Cheslav Mishnevich, that probably, that might be the one and only time I attempt that tonight. <laughs> um, I think I think he indicated that he, you know if he didn't start, then he would come off the bench for them later on. And obviously they've got a they've got a serious game on on Tuesday against either Wales or uh, sorry against Sweden Sweden or the Czech Republic in their playoff final. 
So it's about fine-tuning for them tonight. They'll, they'll want to play their key players and give them some game time, but equally they won't want to run the risk of draining them of energy or getting them injured. So, you know, I guess it's going to be a bit of a balancing act in terms of the team they'll play tonight. They'll, they'll play a lot of their key guys, but they probably won't play them for the whole 90 minutes. Well, what do you think the score's going to be tonight? I think I have a feeling Scotland are going to win. I have a feeling we're going to keep this run going. I mean, it's, you know, as you well know, um, Scotland have won their last six with five clean sheets. Uh, now, the last time Scotland won six in a row or better was the 1920s. So, I mean, it, it really is an incredible run of form. And, and I, think, I think the feel-good factor is still there. I think it's going to be difficult tonight, uh, motivationally just because it's not what we expected it to be. Mm. It's a friendly... Scotland haven't got a great record in friendlies, to be honest. But, you know, it's a friendly against a really top European side that if we're not at it, then, you know, we, we, we could lose the game. So I think there's enough, mm. enough going on to have Scotland fully focused on this and getting themselves right over these two games so that when... Uh, the serious action comes around in June and beyond. We're we're ready for it because we don't want to lose that momentum, Stephen McGinn, do we? No, but I think that I think the whole everything surrounding Scotland's good just now. I mean, Mark spoke earlier about how how the standard of players just going through the roof. Mm -hmm. But um, even just a crowd, it probably took me a wee back a back there because mm -hmm. when coming to watch John since he moved to England, it's a brilliant chance to come and watch. Although even it's your country, but yep. I came to some of these friendlies. Um, less than five years ago and less than half there. less than half yeah. the crowd wow. yep. a real um, mm. it's like having to go and watch Scotland and who, what country is going to beat us this time it's yeah. a different feel to yeah. it Poland are going to have to play well to beat this Scotland team I mean that's how far we've came and as you say the, the feel good factor comes from just having a good team more than, more than anything and you're right and you think back four or five years ago you couldn't give the tickets away. That's right. Literally. I mean, you could, you yeah. couldn't give them away. There was 10, 12,000 turning up. And the, I don't know why they were, they were turning up. Just, you know, loyalty, just always want to be there. But let's be honest, they weren't turning up expecting Scotland to, to do anything. It's mm -hmm. expecting Scotland to, to entertain. Even you think back to a couple of Steve Clark's early games. I think it was, it was one of the games that was... It was it was was it Scotland v Israel at Hamden one of the games yeah. God, it, was, it was desperate um, but you look now mm. how it's progressed this run that we're on you think of Israel and Denmark a few months ago coming to Ham I think also yeah. as well bang in the middle of the campaign the heavy defeat in Copenhagen mm -hmm. and how we recovered from that You know, very quickly going to Austria and, and getting a victory so over the piece you know Steve Clark's just been uh, tremendous but we'll still get that big bit to go the most important part to go and that's getting to Qatar at the end of the year Rob before we head for the news what's your team what do you reckon tonight do you think uh, six subs but what, who do you reckon is yeah. your starting 11 right well he, here's the the team I think he, he will pick but mm -hmm. it's not necessarily the team I, would, I think I'd play Ryan I think I'd quite like to see Ryan Jack in the team I'm not sure he will start with him though to be honest I think he'll be loyal to the guys that have gone before so the team I've got sort of sketched out here uh, is Craig Gordon and goals McTominay, Hanley and Tierney as a back three uh, Patterson and Taylor as the wing-backs in the absence of Andy Robertson. I've got Gilmore and McGregor as my sitting two. Uh, John McGinn just in front, just in case Stephen's offended. And Ryan Christie playing off Che Adams up front. Not far away that from what you were saying, Mark. Yeah, yep. I think that's a bit right, Rob. Yep. I, don't think, you know, I don't think it'll be too far 
um, away from that. But you know, if there was two or three others that, that came in, you know, your your Jack Henrys, your Ryan Christies, your Ryan Jacks, as you say, we've, we've got terrific options now, um, and that's not counting Andy Robertson. And, and I'd have loved to have seen Anne Hickey tonight. I really would. I was really quite Indeed, yeah. excited um, about seeing him. But also interesting yeah. to see Nathan Patterson. Yeah. who's had very little game time as we know down at Everton left Rangers in January the big transfer fee it's not quite worked out for him so far but we know what he can do in a Scotland jersey but there'll certainly be eyes on him tonight Rob coming back to you in a second here's the manager speaking about the Everton star good good I think he's happy to be here he's obviously had a tough time going into Everton I think when you, you sign for a club and the manager who signed you leaves the club and someone else comes in can always be a little bit more difficult. Nathan's not really, you can't say that he's been poor at Everton because he's not had the chance yet. I'm sure and I'm, I'm hoping that in the coming coming weeks and months that he'll get a little bit more game time at Everton which will help us and help Nathan's development. Nathan Patterson, you've come up against him, Stephen, did you? Or was it not? It was just too early. He hadn't come into the Rangers team at that point. But uh, he's had a tough start down there at Everton. You like him? Yeah. Um, he, was, he was excellent for us in the summer and um, I think what Steve Clark said as well. I think he's quite popular amongst the boys with Scotland, so I, not a relief to get away from Everton. That's not what I mean. It would be, but it's going to somewhere that he knows the boys. He knows he's been good before, and he knows he's probably going to play. So I think he'd be looking for. He'd been looking forward to meeting up with the guys. And Rob, the manager was saying maybe Andy Robertson will be there tonight, and Lyndon Dykes as well. I wonder if there's uh, any sign of them yet. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, if Andy Robertson's got COVID, I'm just not. I'm not sure if he can be here yeah. tonight, or that makes any sense at all. London Dykes, I think he's been getting treatment with Queens Park Rangers in London, but I think he could be in contention for Tuesday. And of course, he's still he's still on this uh, great run of scoring goals for Scotland. He could he could break Colin Steen's record were he to play on Tuesday night against whoever. And we've got Che Adams, who's. Uh, who scored in his last two as well. So he's looking to make it three in a row. So there are sort of individual targets to be hit in the next couple of games, uh, as well as the, the collective. And, and can I just say for, for Stephen's benefit, the roads are looking reasonably clear between the Gobbles <laughs> and Mount Florida. But if he just allows plenty of time, because it could bit, get a bit cluttered, uh, close to Hamden, close to kickoff time. So, so allow yourself a little bit of extra time when you're leaving the studio, Stephen. Cheers, Rob. I thought of that as soon as you said 30, maybe 40,000. That's the first thing I thought of. The crowd, yeah. <laughs> the pathway there. And Rob, this time tomorrow night, you're going to be on the programme. So yeah. we know it's a friendly, but what's your feeling? Do you, what will you be talking about? A Scotland win? I think so, yeah. I mean, I, you know, there, there just is this positive feeling around the place. Stevie Clark knows what he's doing and Stevie we trust is the, is the phrase, isn't it? And even without Andy Robertson, London Dykes might not have played in any case. We're not too far away tonight from, from a first choice team. Um, and I just think, yes, Poland have got Lewandowski, but I think we've got half our team is playing at a really top level at the moment. Mark was talking about some of the price tags earlier on. Um, I think we, we should believe in ourselves and I think we can take another step forward tonight. Rob McLean will now sing Flower of Scotland just before the news. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Come on, Off Rob. the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've run out of time. It's the news. Rob, thanks so much. We'll hear you tomorrow night, um, as you say, live at all five. The- yeah. Yeah. All the best, guys. Thanks, Rob. Cheers, Cheers, Rob. Rob. Rob McLean there. See, they're all here. Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> I even thought that the squad is such an important time in a club season. Yeah. And. Um, Time's gone before, maybe other countries around Europe uh, getting high-profile players maybe pulling out for before such... We, we've got everyone there that can be there. Tells you everything, doesn't it? News is next, then we're back with Mark Weedy and Stephen McGinn. 
The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. Want to go now until the international, the challenge game, Scotland against Poland and £10 from every ticket going to the UNICEF appeal for Ukraine. So we reckon there'll be maybe 40,000 at Hampden Park tonight, including this man, Stephen McGinn. Uh, of Kilmarnock and Scotland under 21s as well how proud were you to wear the dark blue of Scotland? Yeah I mean um, pretty surreal in terms of the way I came into the professional game and all of a sudden I was uh, playing for my country at that level obviously the ultimate dream is to play for the national team they never quite worked out so living my dream through younger brother Still time and Paul as well was capped wasn't he? Yeah Yeah. brilliant night absolutely brilliant night Is he coming tonight with you? Yeah he'll already be there I think He'll be there We're just checking the route Chris is checking. We'll make sure he gets there, won't we? Oh, We're not yeah, too far from here. He's, yeah. got, he's got the chauffeur. He's got the chauffeur. He's got the, he's got the, he's got the chauffeur. Who was your Scotland under 21 manager? Billy Stark. Was it? Stark. Uh-huh, Billy, great experience, Billy. wasn't he? The ex Celtic, St Mirren, Aberdeen, yeah. and uh, Scotland as well. So, yeah, he had a great career. We, long actually, career we lost yeah. uh, in the playoff to Iceland. So the, the Iceland team that, when the draw came out, you thought, brilliant, we got Iceland. But that particular Iceland team ended up going to the uh, Euros and Surprised that, that same team did it so although it was a major regret from all of us that we never quite got to a major tournament it was uh, it was quite a team that beat us uh-huh. so we hope the momentum continues tonight six consecutive wins for Scotland and it could be a hundred years Mark as uh, Rob told us earlier if we win again tonight and keep that going here's the manager speaking about that momentum so trying to pick up the momentum I don't know if it's gone or not certainly if we were going into a a much more competitive game there would be a different feel to it it's a little bit relaxed it's a nice sunny day uh, the training's been low key relaxed but it's n- the mood around the camp feels as positive as it did in November and hopefully the, the performance on the pitch will be just as positive as it was in November Tonight up against Poland For Poland I can't really speak I don't know how they're going to approach the game uh, obviously they've got a massive game on, on Tuesday for ourselves it's, it's just a matter of trying to pick up where we left, left off last November so try and find that continuity that, that feel good factor that we had uh, the style of play the way we played against Denmark was good we want to continue that that's how I'm looking at it it's, it's nice to get the boys back after four months uh, it's a long time waiting to see them. So it's nice to have a couple of good friendlies against good opposition. Craig Gordon summing up the feelings of the players uh, about the fact that we're not playing understandably against uh, Ukraine. There's no certainties uh, at all uh, at the moment. So um, we'll concentrate on these games. Whatever happens in the, the summer, we'll, we'll adapt to it and, and play the game. Hopefully hopefully play it then. As players, we, we just have to, to wait and see and, and play the games that uh, are put in front of us, really. And Mark, Stevie Clark saying, you know, it could be June, but it may be later in the year in Scotland. Of course, we'd wait until Ukraine can play us. I don't think it's going to be in June, Paul. I, I, I can't see it, you know, and you, you don't want to start predicting or, or whatever because, you know, it's, it's, it's totally different uh, circumstances away from, from sport and you just hope that, that peace breaks out and 
you know the differences can be can be resolved as as soon as possible. But from what we're seeing just now, I, I can't see it being in June, and it's not an easy one for FIFA slash UEFA Paul. But you know, there's there's a part of me just under the circumstances that's saying, just tell Ukraine they're at the World they're Cup. In. Yep. Just tell them we're in, and if it means we need to have a a thirty third country, mm. then let's find a way to deal with it. Listen, we've moved the World Cup from summer to winter, so things can be changed. Mm. And I think under the circumstances, it also takes away, and again, this is nothing compared to what's going on in Ukraine, but the uncertainty for Scotland slash Austria or Wales tonight, whoever's going sure. to win that game. So let them have a playoff. Mm. But just just say to Ukraine, if the circumstances are okay in your own country and you can get a squad together, you're at the World Cup. I don't think you would hear one dissenting voice uh, to that at all. Now, it would create a headache for FIFA uh Logistically, all the different things, but yeah. under good. the circumstances, you would find a way, Paul, and that's that's what I would do. Stephen, yeah, it's not something I'd thought about. To Mark said it, so uh, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Obviously, as he said, logistically, not sure how it works with the the odd team, but um, yeah, everything involved. I mean, apart from Russia, I don't think anyone would Indeed. care. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That the only ones. John's on the line from the Scottish Football Forum podcast. John, good evening. Evening, Paul. How are you all doing? Good, thank you. You are you on the way to the match? Yes, yes, we're on our way just now to the game. Can't wait. Great. What What are you thinking ahead of it tonight? It's, it's got a weird feel about it because this should be the week that we're looking for a playoff, yeah. for the playoff. It's just got a weird feel about it. Obviously, there's more important things to do, and we appreciate that. But um, I think it'll be quite a strong team tonight. Um, Obviously, it'll be interesting to see what happens with left wing back. I've, I've got a feeling it'll be Taylor, but I've not got any qualms with Taylor going in there. He's a very good player. Um, but I think it'll be a fairly strong strong team tonight um, with maybe one or two changes for the game on Tuesday. Yeah, Reagan said the same earlier on. He thought it might be Craig Taylor that's in there. It's a strange atmosphere, Stephen. But, you know, when you get there and when the game starts, and it's important for Poland as well because they've got a big game uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, and and I think I think the squad have probably parked the Ukraine game and parked yeah. everything. I think though, it's probably a forty thousand and a nice night at Hamden, um, playing for your country again. Um, it's a strong squad. Try and play well and um, keep the jersey for whenever that game comes round. Um, and it probably, in a, in a totally selfish way, nothing. You have maybe a longer time to know right. If we beat Ukraine, this is who we play. Um, this is a, because if we were playing Ukraine tonight and we win, you're then right to be with hotels we book and everything. So, um, if you can take any positives out of it, that's that's one. I was asking about the camp actually. Do they break up for a day or two? But of course, they don't know if they're going to Cardiff or if they're going to Vienna. Mark, well, we've got to wait and see who loses. Yeah, I mean, I think um, most of the time tomorrow would be a kind of optional day off. There'd be some mm. downtime now because of COVID and the restrictions coming out. I don't know. How that how that would quite uh, work if you need to stay in camp all the time. But I'm sure if there's a way for Steve Clark to allow the players to give them the option to go and spend some time with their families, then um, they would do it and then report back in, you know, tomorrow night for dinner or even first thing on Saturday morning. Because bear in mind as well, it is only a friendly that we've got on yeah. Tuesday night. And whether it's Wales or Austria that they're going to, the arrangements will be, be, be pretty much the same. You know, they'll, they'll travel out on the on the Monday afternoon. They'll probably train um, at the Orium. Um, on Monday and then travel out for the game and then um, come back right after the game and then disperse back to their clubs um, on Wednesday. So, uh, aye, we'll wait and see. John, how are you feeling tonight about Poland and will we see Robert Lewandowski? 
hope not. <laughs> um, oh, part, think, part of you um, must want to see him, yeah. I've seen, I've seen him before in the 2015 when he... Uh-huh. Uh, oh, who's in the sorry, car with you? Yeah. <laughs> my son Callum. Sorry, David Marshall will be there. Callum, he's injured. Son. Oh, he's injured, <laughs> I know, sadly. Yeah. yeah. What age is yeah. Callum? Callum's seven. Hi Callum. So, but so your dad's saying about Lewandowski. Of course, you've seen him before, but there'll be a lot of people going hoping to see him. I mean, um, you want to see some of the best players. Um, so you know all about this, John. You've got a two-year-old. Yeah, this is what's coming. Yeah, and I've got, another, I've got another one. I've got another one in the house as well. Um, with me, I. So yeah, um, of course, you want to see the best players. Um, and, um, but you also don't want them doing anything damage. But I think Poland will have a big eye, obviously, on Tuesday. Yeah. They, um, they've got the game. So I think, I would imagine they will look to that um, Lewandowski and um, caught real if they can. It's not as if he needs the, the minutes to prove what he can do. Um, but one or two others might be coming in there to think, um, right, we've got a game on Tuesday, I better, um, you know, stake a claim for a place. Whereas Lewandowski, well, he knows he's played. Sure. Um, some new players in. Aaron Hickey, we know, is not going to play. Craig Halkett, do you think he'll come on, Mark, at some point? Yeah, he could do. I mean, we, we do have some good um, uh, options uh, in central defence. You can see the likes of like, like Liam Cooper's not in the squad um, this mm-hmm. time round. Scott McKenna's had to pull out uh, uh, with injury. So, yeah, for you know for Halkett, we were talking about the other night, it's a great story. You know, where he's been as a, as a kid, released by, by Rangers. Barry had him on loan um, at Clyde, then he was at Livy. And really, you know, really, really good for Hearts. You know, a big part of their success story um, this season. So, yeah, if Halkett had to come on, I don't think he would let um, Scotland down. Steve Clark mentioned it. We're allowed to use six substitutes, but you know, he, he won't just hand caps out for the sake of it. Just because somebody's turned up, you're going sure. to get a cap. You need to actually earn it, which is a good thing about it now as well, Paul. You need to earn the cap, and you need to be of a certain standard to be part of the Scotland setup. Here's the manager speaking then about that, about the mentality. I think every single game that you, you play and you represent your country, uh, I know the, the term friendly is used, but you want to win. You want to win for your country. This group of players have shown that they want to do that and, and hopefully it continues in the next two games. What's your scoreline you're looking for tonight then, John? Um, I'll, I'll take any sort of actually, You know, it's just so important that we try and keep some form of momentum. The difficulty is obviously that, um, you know, Steve mentioned the word friendly there. You know, players have that can have a different mentality when it comes to a friendly, but it's just so important that we keep the um, the momentum going um, and we don't lose that. Um, I, I, I'm going to predict two one Scotland. I'm quite optimistic about the game, but it'll be tough. And what's the chat in your podcast about it? That feel-good factor still there. We all know it's it's an unusual week, isn't it? It's strange because of the circumstances. Yeah, well, most of the podcast team will be there tonight, which will be good, obviously, in different areas of the ground. So, no, we've been um, very much in the Scotland bandwagon for a long time, and um, that will continue. Um, there's, uh, the, the, not, there's no doubt we're doing the um, hashtag taps on for what Scotland top will win tonight, so um, look out for that. <laughs> which one is it for you? What do you reckon? Um, I've got the, I've got the 82, um, retro 82 kit on tonight and my boys get the current top, so yeah, we'll go with that tonight. Magnificent Malaga, oh, 82, yeah, La Rosaleda. Yeah. yeah, La Rosaleda Stadium and then up we played Brazil. Um, yeah, the second game. Seville, was it Seville, yeah, the last it, game? It was Seville for that one and yeah, then yeah. we were back at the Rosaleda when we should have done better. Against Russia. Yeah, indeed. In fact, Russia were staying when I think about it in the same hotel as us. Yeah, I remember that. Um, 
before your time, you'll be glad to know <laughs> Stephen McGinn. Me, yeah. yeah, just before you. Oh, maybe it was my brother, my big brother that was there. Um, but right, John, we better let you go with the kids there. Enjoy it tonight. Fingers crossed we get a good Scotland result. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Cheers. Thanks Cheers, very much. Right. As we are, the Russian national team has been suspended from all competitions. That's uh, just been confirmed today because uh, we would have been playing Ukraine tonight, but it's going to be Poland. It's funny. Um, I'm sure loads of people would love to see Lewandowski today. He is one of the, the greats. You love your, your professional footballer and you watch everything. I know you all do. How good Levin, is Lewandowski? Oh, amazing. Um to do over such a long period mm. as well for, for Bayern Munich I mean Bayern have never had to buy another striker he's yeah, been that good yeah. for them I've actually just finished the documentary on Bayern on uh, Amazon Prime and yeah. probably everything I expected from him as well mm. like uh, yeah absolute top a machine almost a machine mm. how you, they can just do that year in year out Who's the best player you've played against then? Who would you say? You can have a moment or two to think or whatever but are just names that come to mind some of the best players uh, See in this country I mean you have that what you have in this country you've got two kind of top clubs that bring in the top players so mm-hmm. get through get through the years some of the top midfielders I mean um, like Ferguson Nakamura mm-hmm. uh, Pedro Mendes um, even like Thomas Gravison mm-hmm. um, probably huh? wasn't on his day the day scored a hat-trick against us at St Mirren and, and you're just watching him going wow like that's that's why he played with Real Madrid I mean yeah. just mm-hmm. you, well we are lucky if you if you get to play in the Premier League in this country you can play against top top players mm-hmm. And Ferguson being the man who sits in that seat normally is Barry Ferguson, yeah. Yeah, Barry yeah. Ferguson. How yeah. good was he? Yeah, he was top. Uh, obviously, Rangers' main man. I actually mm. played uh, when I played in the reserve game when he came back to Rangers, quite high profile mm-hmm. reserve game at St. Mirren. Um, and then um, that was the one. And he actually approached the game like it was a real game, which I quite liked. And um, uh, then they beat us, but tried to have a couple of kicks at him. But he, he, he could just, he, he had a bit of an aura as, as their yeah. leader. and Obviously a top, top player. He doesn't play a friendly, does he, Mark, as we know? No. You've not got him in the sixes yet. He's playing this weekend. Of course, it's a Ranger Select, isn't it, against the rest of the world? Yeah, yeah, on Saturday afternoon at Ibrox. Yeah, yeah that, he and Figo, he was saying yesterday, I'm doing a photo call with Figo. Where's Figo? <laughs> as you do. Yeah. It's Aye. great. But he's actually quite humble in a way, isn't he? Not he on the football field, he had that confidence, that aura, amazing ability. But do you know what? It's almost, he is, top, I, top guy. Well, but you, you up with probably three nights a week I've worked with him two nights a week on here I've known Barry since he was a kid since he was 18 19 years old so I've known him for nearly 25 years and spent a lot of time with him but just he was a you know journalistically he was a player I mean he was a top player but he never sits and blows his own trumpet no. in the studio it's only when you actually hear guys whether it's Stephen who mm. played against him or Craig Moore who was a teammate mm. or Arthur Newman or, or Alec McLeish who, who managed him that he actually you know they talk about him and I know for sure the likes of Chris Boyd and, and Lee McCulloch they'll say he's the best player that they've played with in their careers you know so when you when you say that you know that that's quite that's quite an accolade you know and they played with guys like, like Steve Davis and all different you know mm-hmm. top Pedro Mendes and Steve but when they say you know Barry was the best player they've played with then you know that that tells you all you need to know in this in this country I always feel like the Scottish boys always have to be really really top to get held in the same esteem like mm. Callum McGregor for the last five years has just been out of this world. I mean, sometimes you just kind of get near him, but probably sometimes if you think if he wasn't Scottish, we'd be touting him as, yeah. right, where's he going for yeah. 30 million? You're right. Um, so we, we, we do have that that wee issue in Scotland. Barry describes him as a Rolls Royce of a player. And while he was still at Alloa in January when they played Celtic, he said, Callum McGregor is different class. They, they've, they've got similarities from mm. when you play against them. Yep. Um, 
quite similar in quite a lot of ways Stephen McGinn of Kilmarnock is with us who's the worst player you played against I'm only kidding <laughs> <laughs> feel free if you <laughs> no. but just see on Lewandowski probably, because I know down south and I think it's arcing a few people up here yeah. a few of the boys at Six Assize thought about it and Jim White's uh, station they're talking about Harry Kane best player in yeah. the world best yeah. striker in the world right now Lewandowski's I don't know about you but no, Lewandowski's with the greatest respect to Harry Kane he's, he's mm. top draw but Lewandowski's and another team. level above is he not? I thought I thought because the conversation was like is he the best number nine in the world? Mm. Karen Benzema and yeah, Lewandowski yeah, have been Bayern Munich and Real Madrid for the last 10 years and like no replacement but yeah top top out of this world Harry Kane I mean he is terrific and all that but did I mention I was at Wembley I was at the game um, and it, you said that rankles with your brother that in the Euros they maybe just didn't you know we didn't um, do as well as we should have in that first game I don't know if it does with John but I could imagine Czech Republic we should have been a wee bit braver Mark but that's the history let's hope we're in Qatar um, later this year and in the yeah but I think that yeah. they'll certainly have learned yeah. from it you know they'll say oh well, you know, it was a learning experience but I'll say yeah so what did you learn then sometimes you ask people that they actually can't tell you and it's just oh, yeah. pain. but yeah. when you speak to the Scotland guys and Steve Clark they have learned from that experience and you see it because they put it to good use for example the recovery after that thumping in Copenhagen to get to where they are now six wins in a row and potentially 180 minutes away from, from the World Cup final. so they have learned and they've used that albeit it was a good experience but it turned into a slightly negative one for them they've used it in a, in a positive way the other thing uh, my feelings on the Euros as well Czech Republic and Croatia had a major advantage in terms of Hamden wasn't anywhere near as powerful as it could have been like the game at our best performance at Wembley there was much more people there they were allowed a lot more people on the ground and our players grew with that I mean I thought I felt a full hand in that day it would have been a better Scotland performance no doubt how many did we have was it 11,000 or something wasn't it something like that Paul yeah you know, that's another one we got wrong and, and it, yeah. felt like, it felt like yeah, that it, it felt did like, didn't it whereas Wembley by yeah. the end of the tournament was mm. full it was yeah. yeah and there was 20,000 at Wembley but it, it was a it was a great atmosphere it felt much more but you know Hamden was not much more than 10,000 we got that wrong you know I'd hated to be in charge but come on you know but anyway that was then this is now tonight it's Scotland against Poland we're also going to talk about some of the other headlines today and we're back with that just after this the Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre visit their showroom in Darnley Glasgow to test drive your new taxi let's go, go, go. Thanks, Chris. He's wearing a fine Japan top from 2006, Mark. You were there. World Cup 2006. I'll come back to it in a moment or two. We've got the Scotland team for tonight for the match with Poland. Craig Gordon, of course, in goal. His 65th cap for Scotland, equaling Willie Miller. Greg Taylor is in, number three. Scott McTominay, number four. Grant Hanley wearing five. Kieran Tierney, number six. The captain wearing number seven. Your brother, John McGinn thought, is the captain. I thought you'd done me there when you said Grant Hanley is wearing. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be a bit of dramatic. John McGinn, captain, how are you feeling, Stephen? Yeah, delighted. Yep. Uh, absolutely buzzing to get along now. Callum McGregor is wearing number eight. Shea Adams, number 10. Ryan Christie, 11. Wearing 14 is Billy Gilmer. And Nathan Patterson in wearing number 22. On the bench, Sandra Clark called up during the week. Liam Kelly, Stephen O'Donnell, Ross Stewart called in from Sunderland, Jack Henry, Craig Halkett. Ryan Jack, Stuart Armstrong, Aaron Hickey, he's made it to the bench, uh, Jacob Brown, Lewis Ferguson, double scorer at the weekend, penalties, and Kenny McLean. Stephen, what do you make of that lineup? Is that far from what you thought? And more importantly, what do you reckon? Strong? Yeah, really strong. Um, since Steve Clark, since we've kind of fell into that formation, the only really ever 
doubt with the formation is is he going to go with two strikers with one behind or two behind with one one striker so with Lyndon Dykes been unavailable it was just a matter of Ryan Christie or Stuart Armstrong for me and he's gone for Ryan Christie So is that 3-4-3? Three, three? Yeah but yep. we have a 3-4 three, 3-4-2-1 four, three, three, four, uh, Paul it's Craig Gordon and goals you're back to Glasgow Scott <laughs> McTominay Grant Hanley Kieran Tierney your two wing backs Nathan Patterson and Greg Taylor your two central midfielders are Callum McGregor and Billy Gilmer and then you've got John McGinn and Ryan Christie and behind Shea Adams and a really good bench as well really like strong it, bench isn't it yeah Mark your thoughts over on John McGinn captain we, we didn't know yeah. we um, yeah but I think, I think Rob, yeah. Rob called it you know in terms of John being the official vice captain and Stephen thought that was a case of, I wasn't sure to be honest if that was a case I thought there was a kind of like a senior committee mm-hmm. of three or four your Kieran Tierney's your, your, your John McGinn's your Grant Hanley's that, that were um you know, slotted in underneath um, Andy Robertson, but it's now clear that, that John McGinn's a vice captain. And why not? You know, he's been outstanding for five or six years. He's absolutely ripped up the Premier League. Steven Gerrard loves him, absolutely loves him. And remember, he's on his third manager at Aston Villa, and every time he's impressed. Steve Bruce signed him, Dean Smith loved him, and now he's got um, Steven Gerrard, one of the, the best midfielders that the European football has seen in the past 50 years. And Steven Gerrard absolutely loves him. To bits, but he's going to have to fight to keep on him in the summer because there's no doubt there's interest in him and I think there'll be concrete bids for him in the summer Is there a bit of banter with uh, John and with his manager or maybe he doesn't know him well enough just yet or comfortable enough on that obviously with uh, John's Celtic connections I mean the number of times on the radio that Mark reverted to the John McGinn conversation you know he should have at that point he was ready to sign for Celtic yeah. but he went to Aston Villa but is there a bit of banter with Stephen Gerrard and John? I think if you're if you have any sort of dealings with John, you realise his banter with John and everyone. Yeah. Um, so, I, not that I know for definite they have oh, it, but sure. I, I could I could bet my life on it that mm. he'll have banter about it. So, um, I actually play, pretty pleased for Greg Taylor. Actually, I think um, he's been in a lot of squads, mm. and how must it feel to be the third left back behind Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson? So, the chances finally came for him. It's a chance to to keep up his Celtic form and. Uh, and it'll be a proud night for him. And you made that point about Scottish base players have to be, you know, try even harder. Or you know, we, we, the prophet not recognising his own country. It's the old thing, isn't it? People, you have to be extra special to get even the the applause of the crowd. Yeah, well, himself and uh, Anthony Ralston. I mean, I think the, the Celtic support are pretty unanimous that they wouldn't have been what they were looking for going forward this season. But um, they've really fitted into this, this system and goes with and. Both at times have really excelled and um, he's got his rewards tonight. He's, he's, he's in the Scotland team. You look at the starting 11, Paul, you look at the 10 outfield players, only two playing in the Premiership, the two Celtic players, Greg Taylor and Callum McGregor, seven in the English Premier League and Ryan Christie playing for Bournemouth on the, on, on the verge of winning promotion. Then you look at the bench, littered with quality um, as well. You know, I know we keep saying it, but sometimes you have just got to remind yourselves, oh, we have got a really good squad. If you say, look where we were three years ago, and look at us now it's absolutely night and day and a um, lot to be excited about really that's a right good starting 11 Craig Gordon here he is speaking about this game tonight and about how they're all feeling about it enjoy being together we've, we've been relatively successful in recent times you mentioned the good run that we're on and it's been a while since we've, we've actually got together so I think everybody was, was looking forward to, to being in camp again and whoever we play we're, we're looking forward to it and you know, everybody's turned up that was able to and we're, we've still got a really strong squad so yeah just looking forward to to being in this environment again and, and playing and hopefully getting good results 
Stephen made that point as well, Mark Weedy. Remember we used to hear, oh, so-and-so pulls out so-and-so, and you say, come on, there's too many of them. It can't be a coincidence. In the bad old days, mm-hmm. nobody pulls out now. No. Vir- well, virtually nobody. Yeah, and, and another thing as well, Paul, I mean, we hope that we get to the World Cup in 2022 later this year. We hope that we make it. And if we don't know, obviously there'll, there'll be major disappointment. But when you look through again this starting lineup, who's on the bench, who's missing um, tonight, you know, like Sir Lyndon Dykes and, and Andy Robertson, uh, David Marshall, people like that. But this isn't a squad that's ready to break up. This is a squad that's got at least at least one more campaign, if not two. And you know, you look at the nucleus of the of the starting team. There's guys already on 40, 50 caps. There'll be a number of these players, Paul, that could go on and get 80, 90, 100 caps for country. They're, they're here for mm. the next six, seven, eight years from your Kieran Tierney's to your John McGinn's to your Andy Robertson's you know, to your Che Adams to your Billy Gilmore's to your Nathan Patterson's these guys are here for the long haul We don't have AR26 playing tonight the captain but hopefully he'll be back soon if you look at Sky there AC12's on at the moment Martin Comston actor and UNICEF ambassador is on and he's been on the programme here as well Stephen he was on our, our first one and uh, you'll like Line of Duty I take it yeah, everyone um, does. He's a great Scotland fan, big yeah, Celtic fan as well. He's an ex-pupil at uh, school. My dad taught him. I think he just missed over the cross, but because of the connection, I'm, I know he's a good friend of Gary Harkins, who we played with. So okay. I tend to just watch anything he's he's on uh, telly. Yeah. Me and my wife have just finished our house. Our house oh, was good, wasn't it? it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, I know it got a wee bit of stick because uh, some of it was maybe a wee bit far fetched, but terrific and great acting. He and the leading actress. Yeah, she was very good. His wife in it. Yeah, she was very good. Yeah, it was a really good program. The four part. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. So is that down in Gurok in Greenock? Yeah, down yep. in, down in Gurok. Yeah. So um, yeah, just uh, if he's on any sort of series, we. Mm we tape it and we, and we watch it but big football fan as well I've seen him slotting a few couple of penalties past uh, Craig Gordon on social yeah. media today as well oh did he yeah and I heard them the other morning sorry on TalkSpot they were talking about actors who can play a bit and they mentioned Martin Compton ah, he's, he's decent he watched him in the uh, the, the soccer aid games um, as well no, he's, he's he's been good and I think back to his he's sort of big break this week 16 movie and you know sometimes you've not watched it for a number of years and you you see him and uh, absolutely brilliant no, that was a great uh, Great film. Certainly was. Have you played against him? Uh, Martin Comston? Uh-huh. Uh, no, yeah. no. no. Um, obviously, I know. Actually, he did an interview recently. I mentioned Gary Harkins. He mentioned that um, his dad, who was a teacher in that school as well, he put him forward for Sweet 16 and um, the rest is history. You know, he's gone on and amazing, amazing. I think he was full time at Greenock Morton, maybe at one point, if at I'm Morton, right. Or yeah. he was in the youth team. We just say Morton here on Go Radio. We're not into this Greenock Morton thing. <laughs> it's Morton. This is not the BBC. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen. No, I don't know what this is. They're now shoving the name. It's Morton. You know? Did he not? Anyway. Was he not? <laughs> Was he on the books at Aberdeen or a trial at Aberdeen as well, I think? Uh, probably. Yeah, I think anyway, he so he's there tonight as well. That might boost the crowd even more. Looking forward to it. If you're just tuning in, go radio football show with the Taxi Centre. So we like the look of the team. We start with Craig Gordon goals, Greg Taylor, Scott McTominay, Grant Hanley, Kieran Tierney, John McGinn, the captain, Callum McGregor, Shea Adams, Ryan Christie, Billy Gilmer and Nathan Patterson. And Mark, you reckon 3-4-3 or 3-4-2-1... She had yeah, three four two one. I think yeah. Paul's out will probably shape up. Yeah, three four two one. We always say we're not blessed with that many strikers at the moment, but Shea Adams is in good form. Yeah, we know Lyndon Dykes out at the moment, but uh, what about Shea Adams? If you missed it earlier on, Stephen McGinn, you played alongside him a number of years ago at Sheffield United. Yeah, and I think um, I think his last his last game at Hamden, he scored that memorable goal, and I think he's really, um, like I think when you see someone, although he's playing in the 
regular in the English Premier League. Sometimes you uh, playing for Scotland international level as a step up and. Mm. I think in the last few games he's really started to to look like a proper uh, international number nine and uh, really happy for him. I think there's even more to come from him. Stephen Naismith is part of the the backroom team. He was on duty with the media yesterday. He's been speaking about the new faces who've been in the camp. Big Rossett's come in. You can tell he appreciates being here and he he's enjoy, he seems to have enjoyed it so far. But these guys have come in, rightly so. But again, they've got to see this week as their chance to... They don't need to have a man-of-the-match performance, but they need to show that they're comfortable in this environment and with this group. When I was a young player coming into the national team, the biggest time you realise this is an upgrade is as soon as you step in the training pitch. Because from the warm-up to the passing to the any possession boxes you do at games, it's sharper. Because if these, you've got the quality of player, but then you've got everyone trying to be in that team. It's a great line, Stephen, again, isn't it, that he says um, it's, a, it's a step up for everybody. Yeah, right on cue, Stephen Nesmith backed me up. But um, yeah. I also uh, we signed Ross Stewart from um, Albion Rovers at St Mon. Jack Ross signed him, and um, probably I mean, similar to Shea in terms of you could see um, it, it was quite raw. He came from um, the juniors not long before that, and you could see he had attributes. And he went away to Ross County and really be, became their number nine, won the league, and took a lot of confidence, confidence from that. And he's really kicked on. Uh, delighted for the big man. Scourge of a few of the bigger sides as well, wasn't he, Mark? When he was up he, at Ross County, he was. Yeah, yep. he scored a few goals. You know, he, he played through the middles at number nine. I think he could come off the left as well if if, if needed uh, to. And like, I think we said the other night, you know, to go down to Sunderland, you know, there's no hiding place at Sunderland. It's a massive club. You know, you've got thirty thousand there every week. If you don't produce the goods, they're not slow and let you know. But he's been great value. Three hundred grand. He's been great value for money. Ross Stewart, brilliant. He, he and, and, and as Stephen said, probably that sticky smells at St Myrna. People thought actually. Are you going to be able to make the grade, big man, as a full-time player? Probably a lot of people have said, no, you're not. But then he goes to Ross County and boom, he's never looked back. Billy Gilmer, so much was talked about him in the summer. He's obviously at Chelsea, he's been at Norwich and that's been tough for him and he got he got a bit of stick there as well. Did that surprise you, Stephen, that the some of the fans there at Norwich? No, because it's, di it's different, isn't it? It's, um, the games he played in Chelsea are playing European champions. I mean, and you can see his quality. I mean, mm. Scotland going to Norwich wasn't wasn't going to be easy for anyone. Um, they obviously, I know they spent a bit of money this time, but they were never going to be far away from from where they are. And, um, you don't see all the balls. It's, it's probably parts of his games that he's maybe never had to use at Chelsea. That he's going to, he's having yep. to find. So he'll be stronger for it, and um, I'm sure he'll be better version coming back to Chelsea. And my goodness. Um, Back in June, the 18th or whatever it was at Wembley, he was in tremendous form. Yeah, yeah, he stole the show. He was brilliant. And I think one one of the positive things I mentioned, John McGinnon having uh, Dean Smith as his manager. Dean Smith likes the Scottish boys. And Dean Smith got into noise. All of a sudden, Billy Gilmer's hardly ever, if at all, been out in the starting 11. So he's got an appreciation of the work ethic, of the talent. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that was a real plus. But I know Daniel Farka signed... Um, um, Billy Gilmer on loan but Dean Smith's been, been really good for his career Nominees for Manager of the Month I see Brendan Rodgers' name in there as well it's a turn the tide it's been a tough uh, month for him Mikel Arteta on a great run and uh, Jurgen Klopp as well who's going to win the title in England for you Stephen who do you reckon Liverpool or Man City I think it, I actually can't really see past Liverpool um, just the goals in their team now it's, mm. they've got I mean, they're one of those sides in the way Klopp builds them. Once he got on that kind of crest of a wave, like yeah, you, you don't know, you don't know where the defeat's coming from, where the drop points are coming from. I mean, Man City are just 
awesome, but they they can have a game without a striker. Maybe not, but Liverpool, they just down at Arsenal didn't play well. Bring on Firmino, bring on Salah, and eh, who's he brought on Jota? Jota, yeah, it's uh, phenomenal. Isn't it? Let's just bring on Roberto Firmino and uh, Mo Salah who might be on his way at the end of the season. But Mark, what do you reckon? What's your latest? We allow... Here we can say you can change your mind. So it's, it's, <laughs> I, uh, I think Man City is going to win the Champions League this year. Paul. Right. That would I be think, brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah, and I think Guardiola well, yeah. well, wants to win everything. But I agree with Steve. I think it's hard to see past Liverpool for, for the title. And I think Guardiola, it's been maybe a decade since he's won the Champions League. He's not won it out with Barcelona. Um, you can see what they like at Man City talk it down they want the Champions League they want it and I think they'll do it this season the, the one span on the works for me for that for that English League is Mo Salah and Sadio Mane play each other mm-hmm. and the loser doesn't go to the World Cup At the way the momentum is building for one of those boys that's a real blow right in the time of the momentum coming so if, if Mo Salah misses out I mean mm-hmm. obviously a top player but sure. maybe not quite when he comes back he's so disappointed he wouldn't be going to a World Cup or vice versa Good insight there from Stephen McGinn. Egypt, yeah. Senegal. Senegal, yeah. yeah. Great point. So, because Liverpool as well have got a chance to win either of them or both of them, you know, they could. So Champions League, which yeah. they'd love, they've got such a, a record there. But I suspect if they had the choice, Mark, they would go for the league. Liverpool. Win the title again. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think Liverpool would go for that. And I think Man City would go for the Champions exactly. League. Yeah. So it might, it Do might a deal. And they, they play each other in the FA Cup semi-final, don't they? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I just think Jurgen Klopp's got this devilment of mm. he's already won the League Cup and he's got that kind of why not win the quadruple like he knows what he's got in his, his team and that mentality they've got I, j- I just think there's something about them and I think I'm not just saying it because you're here I've said that oh, a couple on. of times I think John McGinn looks tailor-made for a Jurgen Klopp Liverpool team mm-hmm. for me he, he, he could go into that, that team and, and be a, a proper part of it I think you know I think yeah, I can see John McGinn playing for Liverpool. I want to ask you a wee bit more about that. And also, we're just about an hour away, just over an hour away from kickoff Scotland against Poland. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go, 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 go. The big match tonight. More on that in a second or two with Mark Guidi, Stephen McGinn, and Paul Cooney. And we're looking forward to the Go Radio Business Show on Sunday morning. 11 till 12 and it's with Workflow Solutions I loved it last Sunday enjoyed it it was uh, David Equi the boss at Equi's Ice Cream from uh, Hamilton loads of people one of the it was, it was really good some great advice queued up, queued up outside there a few many times many times exactly queued up a few yeah. times for a yeah. cone outside there yep. it's good yep. um, so it's great because so many different people on the show from Theo Pafitas to well we had Andrew Malcolm on the show from W from the Malcolm group just the other week Um but this weekend, it's the leader of the Scottish Labour Party, Anna Sarwar, who will join us this Sunday morning. It's a great show, Stephen. You know, looking to the future. What would you like to do after you retire? Are you going to go into coaching or hopefully a long way away? Yeah. Um, Full time at go. <laughs> no, it's something, I mean, it's always uh, something I've always wanted to get into. Like, I want to stay involved in f- football. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Um, but whether you're any good at it, you never know. You nearly said football. Didn't you? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, and my, have you, are you going to do your coaching badges? I've done my, my B license. So I'm, I'm doing the A license at the minute. So, um, and I had when when I, Jack was my manager, both spells had that kind of involvement where he would involve me in stuff. So mm-hmm. had that um, kind of small taste of it, which I really really enjoyed and wanted a bit more of. As in Jack Ross. Jack Ross, sorry. Yeah. Great man. It's one of the baffling things. I know your brother Paul is there. We were. 
Everyone was really surprised. It's one of those ones, it's hard to believe that he has gone from Hibs. A big month coming up for your brother Paul with the Cup semi-final uh, against Hearts. Yeah, he's in a race against time to, to be fit. Um, had a, bit, a bad one in his hip. Um, so he's been out a wee while and Paul's never injured, so hopefully get back pretty soon. But yeah, there um some big games coming up for Hibs, definitely. They're still in, in charge, it's still in their own hands to get top six, but two massive derbies on approach and um yeah, yeah, it's season defining games for them. Some season, isn't it, Mark? Everything we talk about. We talked about English football a moment ago in Scotland. Who's going to win the title? Celtic three points ahead of Rangers. Effectively four when you take in the yeah, 14 goal goals better. Uh, Celtic 76 points. Rangers 73. I think the only thing that settles third position, isn't it, with yeah, Hearts? Because, you know, yeah. I think, you know, Hibs, just to be sure, probably you know, maybe just yeah. need a point, maybe three from the final two games before they split, to be sure. If Hibs lost two games, they wouldn't be guaranteed to get into the top, no. top six, which would be... That would be that would be a hell of a blow. Well, look um, at it, Dundee United. Yeah. So thirty nine in fourth position. Yeah. Hebs thirty seven, as you mentioned, just two behind, yeah. along with Livy. Ross County just one off, uh, along with Motherwell and St Mirren on thirty six. Aberdeen thirty five points as well yeah. under Jim Goodwin and St Johnson twenty seven and Dundee in twenty three. Yeah, I, mean, I think but, Aberdeen. I mean, I'd fancy Aberdeen to beat Dundee next weekend, and then Paul that sets up Aberdeen v Ross County, the final game yeah. before the split, and it could be the winner gets into the top six and, and, and the loser doesn't so there's some terrific games to come over the next uh, two weekends and we'll see how the how the top six goes and, and obviously the, the bottom two places as well but it's not it's not even just the top six now there's that extra carrot of there's European places in yeah. sight I mean I, I live in I live in Renfrewshire and bump into St Mern fans who I mean they're, they were a real bad result for them the weekend but they're streaming just if we can get into that top six then why not why not get us get into European European football back to Paisley. Yeah. Livy as well. So Heb and you know, Hebs, it could go either way. Goals are a problem, aren't they, for them now? Yeah, I mean I think prior to Petorge it was maybe three nil nil. Um they did a lot of nil nil draws that they get the goal um at the weekend, Ryan Portis, it was a it was a red card all day. Yeah. All day long. See the so appeal down to ten, yeah, I mean I don't I don't know what yeah. was going on there. But um, you know, yeah. down to ten men it was always going to be a uphill struggle, but it was a good one for Jim Goodwin to get that victory. Mm. Aberdeen, you mentioned St Mirren, Stephen Robinson still looking for his first victory as a, a St Mirren manager. You've got Dundee and St Johnson but, um, battling it out. Motherwell without a league win in 2022. So you've got all the different things you're on out with the terrorists. You see, the only club that on paper haven't got anything to play for, mm -hmm. but they won't treat it that way. Hearts. Hearts. Yep. Everybody else has, has, has got something going on. Cup semi finals, a huge one for your brother. What about St Mirren? They just missed out last season. You had a great time. How many years at St Mirren? All, all in about eight years. Eight years. And Tony Fitzpatrick, his last game the other day as chief executive. What can you say about Tony, who nobody in the game has a bad word for him and none of us would want to have? He's a brilliant guy. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Um, my second spell, obviously, as a young player, you looked up to him, you heard of Tony, Tony Fitzpatrick. And, but when I became captain of the club in the sixth spell, I'd never been a captain before and, and a week into the my new club Jack had said like, you're going to be the new captain Tony Fitzpatrick couldn't have supported me in any way honestly there was nothing we had a brilliant relationship and uh, from where we were um, we obviously got a lot of credit the players and, and Jack Ross at the time of where we took it from the bottom of the championship to winning the league and stuff like that but Tony Tony is someone that loves a club and honestly like, I know it's you want people that love the club but he couldn't do it was St Mern first and everything else second mm -hmm. and you really felt like that. 
if he felt that there was a way he could make her job easier or the club better, he would he would find a way of doing it. And um, as captain, I've got so much to thank for and and leaned on him at times for mm-hmm. for advice. At times, you know, I mean, it was rocky at times, but he, um, I can't speak highly enough of him. And I wish him all the best in his retirement. Straight. Yeah, is he just decided to retire? Yeah, it's just you know he's, he's, he's decided um, that's it. And I think he's, he's still have a, a bit to offer. He's still going to be have a kind ambassador. of ambassadorial role. Yeah. Um, it's at Munster. He'll be about there on, on match days, and you know the likes of Tony for what he's given to, to the club over thirty odd years himself as a player, a coach, a director, a chief executive, and a supporter. Um, you know the door will always be open to him, and, and the red carpet will always be there for him, rightly so. And it was Tony. Paul gave me my break in professional football, signed me for St Mun in 1990, so he clearly knows a player. Um, and uh, <laughs> and I've got a lot to thank Tony for, um, as well as a great uh, guy and uh, a big loss to St Mun. You've got a good story though as well, haven't you? Because he's brilliant with people. But the young goalkeeper, Guidi, was, uh, you took a wee liberty. Nothing too bad, was it? But somebody... I, 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 yeah. I used to do a wee... Yeah. impression of Tony and uh, he didn't take to Gordon McQueen set his arm said go and let the gaffer see it and yeah. uh, it didn't go down uh, too long sure. to be fair I was banging it on sure, but, but he gave you you saw the other side yeah, yeah. it was good it was good yeah. fun and a great relationship uh, with Tony you know um, being in the in the media and very very uh, helpful and, and as Stephen um, said he just absolutely Loves St Mirren to bits. Absolutely loves the club. See if, see if you're going to a game. If see if Tony's coming in, so he's get these guys walking in. Sometimes it'll take him about twenty minutes, and it's not just because he's stand for pictures. He actually he knows the fans. He, he's yeah. like generally so engrossed in St Mirren that he will he will ask them how the family is. He'll know all their names. He's just and and it's it's great that if they're able to keep him on as some sort of ambassador because you couldn't get a better ambassador for St Mirren Football Club. Will they come top six? Maybe. I think Saturday was a sore one, yeah. a real sore one. Even if the because yep. obviously, not only they missing points, they're yep. giving Dundee United three. So right at the end as well, wasn't it? If we had another big game on, on Saturday, um, yeah, sorry, following Saturday yep. because obviously then Rangers come to town, so they have to go to to Motherwell and find a way of getting the three points and setting it up for the last day shootout. Do you enjoy the golf and all that as well? Most players do, and you're down in Renfrewshire. No, actually, no. I don't. You no, don't. I'm, I'm not any good at it. Yeah. So um, my, both my brothers playing uh, quite often, but. I wasn't. I didn't enjoy not winning. My pals are really good golfers, and yeah. not very good. We'll go back to Scotland in a minute or two, but I want to mention you must be very proud of your granddad, who was uh, uh, chairman of Celtic, worked at Celtic, you know, all his life, and 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 he was the first, I think, um, one of the first non Kellys or Whites to become chairman of the club. I think Tom Devlin had been just before him. Uh, started the Celtic View, um, was commercial chief at Celtic and took it into the new era. And then, of course, president of the SFA and a, a great character, your dad, your your granddad. Yeah, yep. yeah. Real good relationship with him. Um, loves, absolutely loves that we all play football and he doesn't miss a trick with any of it. And obviously in my lifetime, um, he didn't want to work, just work for the SFA and it was just brilliant getting into school and saying, yeah, that's yep. my granddad and we've got tickets. And yeah, brilliant relationship. And as I said, it, it's a great feeling about how proud he is about how well we've done it with the, with the football and uh, hopefully he'll be proud he is proud of you but for the end of this season the running now so we had Chris Burke the other night and then Davy Proven last night ex uh, it's a bit of a takeover here I yeah, think yeah. Uh, Kilmarnock's finest here and Glasgow's finest what do you reckon Mark I'm going to put you on the spot who is going to come up from the championship in that automatic position I think Kilmarnock will uh, win the league I do fancy them and um 
in the playoff I think he said a couple he's got a fancy party Thistle to be in the playoff against the 11th place uh, in the Premiership I think it'll be party Thistle v St Johnston and still? I think St Johnston yeah. will win right but you still think it'll be the Jacks yes okay. I do yeah. All right. so Stephen can't say it to you because obviously you're totally focused on coming up uh, under Derek McInnes and the crowds what kind of crowds are you getting now and I heard you saying earlier it's going up and up yeah you can feel that excitement building I mean um, obviously one of the benefits from training at the stadium is you're in the heart of the place and you see that ticket office and with the sun shining this week and you're diving you, you, you can just tell there's a bit more emphasis on each game as we go so um, we can really see we can really see the finishing line and we want that to reflect in our performances we want to keep it going and keep the momentum going Former Chief Exec of the club listens in Ian Welsh great man who's done brilliant work Ian Welsh will be Ian I think he listens in as well so great affection for Kelly Right what about Scotland tonight then your brother is the captain John McGinn it's uh, Craig Gordon Greg Taylor Scott McTominay Grant Hanley Kieran Tierney John McGinn the captain Callum McGregor Shea Adams Ryan Christie Billy Gilmer and Nathan Patterson it's not about the scoreline but what do you reckon Stephen McGinn? Well, I think Scotland will win narrowly I think uh, although it's a friendly it's, uh, the importance of it's probably quite more important to us Poland may be saving themselves a bit and we're obviously as I said a good side so hoping for a narrow victory Mark Weedy I think Scotland will win 3-2 Paul I think it's going to be a right good 90 minutes for the 40,000 that are there tonight they're going to get great entertainment and see a Scotland victory On the bench is the number 9 Robert Lewandowski so he'll come on at some point but he's not on from the start Stephen we're going to let you get going then and get, get uh, over to Hamden will you come in again yeah, yeah. Uh, to see us yeah, and come and wish you all the best Partick Thistle this weekend so uh, it'll be a huge crowd uh, at uh, Rugby Park and let's hope we see you back in the in the Premiership and you go up against St Mirren and uh, and all the other teams yeah uh, that would be pretty special for me I'd love to go back there So, but we've got a job to do first so I'm not getting ahead of myself game at a time Stephen great to meet you thanks very much for thanks, coming Paul. in thank you Mark thanks so much uh, thanks Paul tomorrow night Barry's going to be here but without you and me he's, in, he's got a top team tomorrow night <laughs> he's got he's got Rob McLean fresh from Hamden and uh, Simon Donnelly oh good so, good lineup. indeed Mark enjoy the weekend thanks everyone uh, Zoe Kelly is coming up next after the news after the news at 7 the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go! Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.